0: movements are formed by a handful of people starting something that is so true that we can't look away when we see it it's a shift from ignorance towards a system or practice that suddenly has seen the end of its time to an embrace of something that is much healthier, more just and simply too important not to embrace it. That's how the organic food movement started or had its re-emergence in the early 1970s. We are honoring those early beginnings with a series of interviews in the next weeks with the pioneers of this movement legends of organic the role of mentorship in the organic food movement here on an organic conversation your show on everything that makes life worth living I'm Helga Helberg.
1: And I'm Rani Palomar. You know, Helga, I want to start this show by thanking you because this show, An Organic Conversation, which you were doing for about a year or more before you invited me on, it started because of you, because you wanted to create a platform to tell the story of the organic movement and not just any facet of the organic movement, but particularly the nonprofit for which you were executive director, Marin Organic. And it is actually... Marin Organic that brings us to this series that we've started, Legends of Organic, because in our corner of the world over here in California, Marin Organic was a local nonprofit with the expressed intent of creating the first all-organic county and demonstrating that organic agriculture was indeed financially viable. And... um, They closed their doors at the end of 2015.
0: As a celebration, actually. As a
1: celebration. (laughs) That's the thing. You might wonder, why are we celebrating the end of such an important and influential nonprofit? It is because they accomplished their goal.
0: Yeah, Marin County is now the first county, as far as I know in the world, not just in the U.S., that is all organic. Every... Bit Real of crop, produce, right? mm-hmm. every meat, every dairy. Really? It's really? an entirely organic county at this point. Yeah. So, what started 15 years ago with, I think, 13 growers, if I remember correctly, and 400 acres is now an entirely organic food system. And that's an amazing accomplishment.
1: It is. That is worth celebrating. (laughs) And that's where this idea came from. We wanted to look back on the organic movement and look forward for the organic movement. And where we are at this point in history, we have a unique vantage point to consider what meaningful measures have been accomplished, why they have helped create more food sovereignty around the country and how they can help create similar human and environmental health and independence around the world. So this series is about exploring those deep questions and speaking with founding fathers and mothers of the industry, people who are influencers and innovators. And we are beginning the series today with our very very dear friend and longtime mentor, Earl Herrick of Earl's Organic Produce.
0: Yes, and of course, the success of Marin Organic was only possible because people had already laid the trenches for the movement to be grounded well. And, you know, I've been doing this for for 30 Plus, Plus years, years. before morengaek was founded, like Warren Weber like Katrina Fry, like Earl herrick and and many many others uh, we need to say on which shoulders and whose shoulders we are standing today and and that's exactly the topic the mentorship the, the the leadership and stewardship both to the land as well as to the movement that has occurred to get us to where we are today and it's incredible now. Uh, food e- ecology or, or literacy among the US all the way into the White House, Michelle Obama the organic vegetable garden it is now a completely established part of of human understanding of life and food and society even though small still in its form it is established it's not going to go away anymore mm. and that's an amazing success And that is our focus in this hour, Legends of Organic, the role of mentorship in the organic food movement here on An Organic Conversation. I'm Helge Helberg. And
1: I'm Situ Rani Palomar.
0: And we will be right back with our wonderful guest here in the studio, Earl Herrick. Stay tuned for more.
2: Are you a chef, have a catering business, or planning a party, or simply just love organic produce? If you're in the San Francisco Bay Area, walk right in to Earl's Organic Produce. Anyone can buy directly from us at wholesale prices. You don't have to be a natural food store to enjoy the freshest and most delicious organic produce. We are located on the San Francisco Produce Market at 2101 Gerald Avenue. We look forward to seeing you. Walk-in hours are Monday through Friday throughout the night from 10 p.m. to 10 a.m. Minimum purchase is one box or flat, cash or checks only. For more information, visit EarlsOrganic.com.
1: Fry Vineyards is America's first organic winery. Family owned and operated since 1980. Dedicated to the highest levels of organic and biodynamic farming, Fry never adds synthetic sulfites or other preservatives to their wines. Fry organic and biodynamic wines include delicious Cabernet Sauvignon, Zinfandel, Syrah, Chardonnay, and Sauvignon Blanc. Fry Vineyards Mendocino County award-winning wines, without added sulfites. Available at grocery stores and online at frywine.com. That's f R-E-Y-W-I-N-E.com.
0: And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And
1: I'm Citarani Palomar.
0: And with us now is Earl Herrick, the founder of Earl's Organic Produce in our series of Legends of Organic, the role of mentorship in this case in the organic food movement. Earl, welcome to the studio. Uh, it's really good
2: to be here
1: <laughs> you know we love having you in the studio not just because you bring us flats of organic
2: produce well you know well, we, that's part of it so. <laughs> i was thinking how often is it a, a, every every couple months something mm-hmm. like that and yeah. it's always a, a great time coming up here seeing you and all in the trail and the and the, the the road up here is beautiful it's a great time of year it's just a very very wonderful thing and how apropos Marin Organic
0: closed its doors after some, what, 14, 15 years of creating an all-organic county. And it's it's a rite of passage for me, I must say, having been the executive director there for seven years plus and having seen a county really completely change its policies and it's understanding and the restaurants and like there's no restaurant anymore in Marin County, which is just north of the Golden Gate Bridge for people who are not familiar with with California. Now the first all organic county in the US, I believe in the in the world. I don't think there's mm-hmm. an entire region that can call itself hundred percent organic. And it is this rite of passage, this moment in time where I feel, wow, this movement has matured to such a degree and most stores feature your your produce now. Or many, many, many do, new coming on board all the time, restaurants. It's a moment for us to to stop and honor the people again on whose shoulders we are standing and to, to assess where we are. You know, what are the challenges now? What's what's the next 10, 20 years as far as we can possibly look forward to and foresee? So let me start by, by asking you, there's this moment where you you turn from a student to a leader where you from the apprentice to the mentor like a, a moment in time when you realize you were gobbling up you know information and it has shaped you and not that you don't that you stop learning but where you all of a sudden feel a sense of self and turn it around and mm-hmm. realize people are actually looking for you for what you're doing in this world and how are you doing it, and is, it is that right yeah <laughs> oh, oh my goodness yeah just as we have with you so yes when when was that do you remember that has that yeah. snuck in or was that like a pivotal you know eco farm whatever one one of yeah. those moments where you realized wow i have impact and i'm i need to honor that and it's a privilege to have that
2: well you know we talked about this uh a little while ago and and i started throwing around that question and 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 where, where does that start? And I had to go. I had, for me, I had to go all the way back to uh, kind of a, an awakening point. And for me, I'm 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 old, and that was in 1968 for the uh, Chicago Democratic Convention. I mean, that was a very highly publicized uh, a TV. You know, a, a lot of radicalization came out of there. For me, it was it was a moment of waking up and realizing that the Vietnam War. I was I was of that age, and there was a there were a lot of big choices ahead of ahead of me, and and many of course any anybody of that age, and I think it was the beginning of understanding that I had choice, and and then that freedom led to an awakening that wow what what am I going to choose, and I, I I had a pretty good sense of feeling for myself, so I there was a residence that I was seeking.
0: What and, happened at that convention? I, I, you oh, know, it I was. Uh, a,
2: well, it was uh, Mayor Daley at the time, and it was the Vietnam War, and a lot of uh, protests went to the streets, and uh, uh, Mayor Daley called out the police, and on TV, they were uh, busted up, thrown in jail, dragged around, uh, uh, fire hoses, big deal at that time, in 68, where we got more used to it as the Vietnam War went on, and, we, and more of that happened. But at that point, we are all sitting on, t- watching TV, and I... Here I am, 20 years old, and amazing. And coupled with all the other things that a, a child of the 60s has. So that was really galvanized me. We are alone, if you will, as a generation. We, uh, I, and what do we have? I have myself, really. I don't have really anything more than that. And what do I want to do? And that resonance, I saw it being balanced. And that took me to seeing that what I did made a difference in the smallest way. So I did not go to the streets and do demonstration. I I realized that how I interacted with you, with CETA, made the difference. So if I'm angry and crazy, me going out and uh, protesting against the Vietnam War wasn't going to do any good. My best avenue of change was individually. So I started to do that more and more. And that led me out to California from Ohio. And I was lucky enough that that became uh, I got some momentum there and I just started making better choices and I ended up uh, finding something that resonated and that was not, not necessarily just produce, it was organic produce. I remember opening up a box and seeing how wonderful As calling a grower, I probably told this story before, and the grower says, wow, nobody ever calls me unless there's a problem. And going down and visiting him and seeing that I want to be part of this club. What was it about that <laughs> box? So you opened a box of yeah. produce, it was, what was it, the beauty? Butter. it did was you, butter lettuce, it was absolutely... You remember what, we, what it was. Yeah, I it was ab- at John Gibbons Farm, Goleta, California. <laughs>
0: but what struck you, the beauty, or did you know that this was grown without pesticides and you were told all throughout your life that it couldn't be grown without pesticides what was it? No I was,
2: I was past that already I had realized that I was questioning like why would we eat anything that had poisons on it what mm. What does that make any sense so here it was more about I was already doing that it was reaching in and we talk about this all the time how do you know if it's fresh you just pick it up and it vibrates it resonates it's, it glows with its life and the whole box was like that as I prep it and it was fully vibrant and I had to call them and I went down and met him, and from there I met other growers, and I got to see that we all had some real foundational stuff uh, totally uh, congruent with each other. It totally well, resonated for me.
0: The the protest against the Vietnam War was about justice and life, really, right, That to, to value all parts of life and that yep. politics should not, at the essence, yeah. that politics should not interfere I feel like the movement in organic is maybe one of the greatest peace movements we have. It, we've still not merged with the environmental movement on that level because environmental movements or the, the movement has seen agriculture as the enemy and they have not understood yet fully that organic agriculture and sustainable local organic agriculture is is a partner in this. And mm-hmm. But... It is for me. That's why I love it too. It is. It is a movement of absolute harmony and joy. Right. This
2: and it's and it's it's a totally inte- it's integral, and that's for me that was so elemental. I needed. What do you so, mean by that? Well, I, so I, I was a salesman. I, was, I used to sell encyclopedias. I sold any number of things, and it was always a disconnect. With I can't fully get behind what I'm doing, <laughs> and then I found this. Vehicle that there is nothing that I have to compromise about what I'm Mm. doing. I can go to bed every night totally fulfilled in what I'm doing. And that's a purposeful life right there. We're speaking with Earl Herrick, the founder and owner
0: of Earl's Organic Produce, in our series about legends of organic, the role of mentorship in the organic food movement. In this hour of an organic conversation, I'm Helga
1: Hilder. And I'm Sitarani Palomar. Earl, I'm reminded of this this idea that when you are a business owner, only a small percentage of what you do with your day actually pertains to the specific commodity that you're working in. So yeah. hypothetically, as a, as a media professional, for me, that's like 20% of what I do. The other part, or, the other 80% are all aspects of being a business owner. And as I hear you tell your story, and this is something I've known about you in all of the years that that I've known you, You are a relationship person. You remember not just what produce item was in that box, but who the farmer Mm -hmm. was. And I think about that being maybe a key to what makes what you do so special. Because this other 80% of what you do that is not about produce is all about people. And it goes back to that moment where you decided how I am affects other people. If I choose to be angry, the environment around me is going to feel the impact of that anger. So were you aware of this? I mean, were you aware that ultimately a big part of what you were going to do was going to be cultivating the potential of (laughs) people in this movement?
2: Well, there was a sense of relationship of which and you and you nailed it right there you know identifying that absolutely that was part of what i felt and and i sought relationship and and something larger in myself i think that's fairly natural and to find that that was the common thread of good food growing without pesticides all the uh, the the environment proper use of water all these things were totally in line with my highest ideals so it it was i just felt like i i landed the best job i was Mm -hmm. in heaven uh You know, absolutely perfection, and and that for me released so many things that I was just—I could just pursue that and continue to find. I'm totally knocking on wood here, uh, you know, fulfillment and 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 in those relationships. So I, it it just came about that I was—I actually had something to give without walking around going I got a lot to give here it was just a matter of sharing myself but it was less about myself about what we're doing and to find agreement there because I certainly agree that finding agreement and participating in agreement is a magical event I mean it cuts down all the barriers there's nothing uh, hindering you you're in agreement and you just it's a locomotive going
0: and there are lots of great companies doing great products, and yet there's something about healthy organic soil that whatever you build on that foundation will ripple. I mean, not that there are not you know, funny people in the organic movement too. Oh, absolutely. But really what stands on healthy soil is maybe
2: the most containing uh, foundation we could have and build on. Well, you know, that's what I always felt the, the, the movement's about. Is it's not about growing without pesticides. It's about building the soil. Mm -hmm. And that's what it is. All those other things are part of what you do, but it's about getting the soil where you want it to be. And and at that point, then you don't need pesticides because it's strong. I mean, not that you never do, but it alleviates a lot of the problems already.
1: What a near-perfect metaphor for a business as well. You know, it's not about being different than your competitors necessarily. It's about building a healthy culture, about building a different culture, a culture where people feel very, like you said, in agreement. When people are in agreement or in alignment with whatever their task is, it's it's a locomotive. It's moving forward and everybody yeah. is rejoicing yeah. in it.
2: I've been also blessed with being a people person. You know, uh, I generally I generally like people, like talking to them, uh, listen to what they're saying, being able to walk a farm in the morning with the fog lifting. I mean, come on, there's nothing mm-hmm. better than that. And I'll jump for that every time. Uh, I, I just came back. I have the luxury of going to farms almost any time I want to. And of course, we're in the area where they're 50 miles, 20 miles away. Everybody come to California. It's a pretty great place. Uh, so relationships doing the right thing having integrity real ba- real basic to what we're doing.
1: You know, this conversation about purpose is really timely. Have have any of you guys seen there's a um aboutpurpose.com website now and I just saw like a 30 second advertisement for this on on the plane. And it's this beautiful animated story about this young guy. He's he he falls in love with bees in his backyard. He starts, you know, getting his beehives or bee houses, you know what they look like now, and a row of them. And then he meets a young girl who is looking for work, and he brings her in. And it just kind of—it's a cartoon that charts their growth. And at the end, it shows her walking to his door, and you open the door, and he's in his maybe late 70s or 80s. He's retiring, and he hands the keys over to her. And then, you know, it changes from you know his name on the front door to her name on the front door, and it says, you know, purpose is about something so much much bigger. If you live a life that is purposeful, everybody will be rewarded. And as you're telling your story, I'm kind of like, I'm putting Earl into this little animation because it is exactly the way you've lived your life and inspired so many people. So thank you.
2: Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure uh, because now I'm lucky enough to get some incredible people come to my door, those very people, mm. and in terms of looking for work, and it is a joy to be able to sit down and sit across the table and, and have these people just resonate and have, be alive, and maybe I have something there that's going to appeal to you
1: well and we can actually talk some numbers on this I mean you have grown tremendously not just in the last year but steadily over the last few years yeah. you, how many people did you hire in the last
2: uh, year? well last week I think it was five <laughs> uh, it's it gets to be silly uh, because as we grow we, we're not a finished product we moved in this new facility two years ago and we're still understanding the best ways of, to work and we're developing new functions because well we have a hole there we somebody there would make use we could have a, have a real vital contribution right there, and we're seeing more and more of that. And people are showing up my door, going, and I oh, you plug in right there. Mm. Let's talk about that more. Not being a finished product. Before we started, you said this
0: is not. There's no final goal. This is an an attitude. This is a process that mm-hmm. will most likely never end. Right, because you yeah. can always learn how to do it better, and you mm-hmm. can always improve and question, and things change. And right, you you need no doubt to, about it. As long as you're on it. You will change because that's the only thing you have. You just need to stay awake. Can you? Yeah. Uh, How is that part of your? <laughs> you just kind of just said, it just said it. Said all. You said it right
2: there. Well, I think the key words there are, or are, are, is awareness and being awake and being eager. Allow. So I read somewhere on a bumper sticker maybe choices and attitude. mm uh, no, attitude is choice. There you go. I <laughs> Said it backwards. And it absolutely is. I mean, you know, we all get up in the morning and that moment exists. Do I want to go back to sleep? Do I want to wake up? Is there something I look forward to? And understand that you're generating it you're right that moment.
0: Mm. Yeah, I think often in the society we we have this idea of once you get to have that house or that car, you're done, right? Like yeah. there's a certain uh, implied happiness associated with that that's communicated throughout and and yet Either way, you are constantly creating your future, right? Whatever you mm-hmm. do today will affect yep. tomorrow. Whatever yep. conversations you have, if you make plans with a friend for next Saturday, you just created the future of next Saturday That's in right. that moment. So yeah. it's yeah. amazing how if you don't pay attention to that, if do you actually want to create the future with that person on Saturday? And
2: what will that future look like? Talking right? about intentional living <laughs> yeah.
1: here. Well, I mean, there are two aspects to that. There's the planning part, but there is also the fact that we are in control of very little. I mean, there could be a blizzard and your friend gets stuck on an airplane and isn't able to get here for dinner on Saturday. So as much as you have that intentional living, it's also about being present, like you said, to what is happening right now and what can I do with what is happening in this moment.
2: I, I like the image of dancing where you, you choose your partner but you really don't know what's gonna happen after right. that. You if got her some heel idea. breaks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You got some idea yeah. but you really don't know. And the same <laughs> thing, you make that date and circumstances collide, it's chaos and yet you still intend and you sure. go through and you have integrity. And you have life and you have life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you but you're making choices all along and of course you gotta you gotta bigger choices if you will and you make choices er- every moment. Take a left hand turn, do I stop and eat? Do, am I gonna Go see somebody, make a phone call, and everyone can build on it. And you and I think when you're really awake, that's what I think, <laughs> because I'm not fully awake. They, you become more aware. Your choices become your reality. Yeah, and one day you look look back, and that was your life. You know.
0: Yep. Built on, yeah, on that relationship and attitude. Um, Legends of Organic: the role of mentorship in the organic food movement. Our main focus in this series of honoring the legends, the people who have built helped build this organic food movement here on An Organic Conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And
1: I'm Sita Rani Palomar.
0: And we're speaking today with Earl Herrick, friend, founder, mentor, and owner of Earl's Organic Produce, all that. That's earlsorganic.com. And You brought a couple people with you, kind of the next generation, and we want to dive into that. Yeah, there are more people here in the studio with us, actually. It's a packed house. We'll be right back with so much more. Stay tuned.
3: Produce is ever-changing, seasons coming and going. At Earls Organic, we have been sourcing solely organic produce for over 20 years. Since 1988, Earls Organic Produce has been establishing strong relationships with growers and developing a deep understanding of the seasons, so you can offer the most delicious organic produce to your customers, staff, and clients year-round. For organic produce, visit Earls Organic Produce at EarlsOrganic.com. That's EarlsOrganic.com.
0: And we're back here to an organic conversation. I'm Helga Helberg. And
1: I'm Sitarani Palomar.
0: And with us is Earl Herrick. And not just Earl Herrick, but he is the owner and founder of Earl's Organic Produce, a wholesale organic produce distribution business entirely focused on organic produce. That's earlsorganic.com, great website with lots of tips and produce ideas and giving you really the feel of the field because that's as close as it gets to the real field as you can ever get there. Isn't he a radio celebrity too? <laughs> he is now, yes. <laughs> he in an organic conversation, I'm Helge Helber. And I'm
1: Sitarani Palomar.
0: And Earl, before we hand it over to the two wonderful guests that you brought, kind of the next generation of leadership, what is the, for you, the the single most important quality of that leadership that you provide? Like, how do you, why do you go to work and what are you... Mm-hmm. Yeah, What are you representing?
2: Well, I, I think we're all on a path. I mean, every one of us, we get up, we, we go through our day. And um, I was able to have some things resonate when you read and study things. And what's so stuck with me for decades now is that following a path, finding a path with heart. And for me, that means that it resonates actually in my body as a feeling. And it uh, it just incorporates... Uh, my the feeling and my sense of who I am, and uh, it you know brings chill to my backbone and, and my and the hairs of my arm. So that's real to me, and I, and the best I can stay in touch with that. Uh, I know I'm I'm doing the right thing. Now that's not to say that uh, I don't make mistakes and I do things that I don't re- that I, I regret, but it's it's all part of being alive. And even that, right,
0: when you that's recognize right. those to you know, to make amends to, like, of course, nobody c- can be is perfect.
2: Or maybe uh, that's perfect in and of itself. That's right. Yeah.
0: There you go. Wonderful. Well, you brought a couple of your, I don't know, 400 people that now work for you. Know, how <laughs> yeah, many people do you have at Earth's Organic? I, I,
2: I'm not sure. I think it's 80 or 82. Yeah, close yeah, to 100. Something like that. Big shout out to Earth's
0: Organic Everyone and all the team organic. members at Everyone. Earth's Organic that are listening right now, I'm sure. It's a perfect time
1: to actually take these questions to the next generation, next generation of leaders in the organic movement. And so we have in the studio with us Carson Evers and Ethan Abedroth. Did I get that right, gentlemen? Yes. 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 (laughs) Okay, wonderful. Would you share, one, what your role is at Earl's Organic Produce? And two, how has Earl himself influenced your career and your perspective on the organic movement?
3: So I am... I'm Carson, by the way. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks for coming. Um, I'm a produce selector over at Earl's Organics. I was actually just hired in August by Earl. Um, used to work for another grower shipper down in the Watsonville area. And um, I came to Earl. I was like, hey, I'm looking for a job, looking to move up in the Bay Area. And um, he, was, he said, you know, well, why don't we meet at 4 in the morning, you know, and talk about it. So uh, <laughs> he does that. he
1: yes. tests that's what he was like.
3: Okay, maybe this is a test or something. So <laughs> I came up, and and uh, one of the first questions he asked me was, "Are you a produce guy?" Mm. And you know, I I started like that was my first job, the job down um, before this, and uh, it was in produce, and I fell in love with produce and just the whole culture, like you guys were talking about earlier, really kind of hit home with me, and like bringing food to people. And when I came to Earl's, it was 100% organic. I really didn't know the full value of that until I I started working. And, I mean, it's just been an invaluable experience for me. Being there, the whole culture of the company is amazing. And he's really, really kind of taken me in under his wing. And uh, So,
0: Carson, you said August, right? Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So it's been six um, months seven months Yeah. So eight. eight months yeah. That, yeah. so if we just think Earl being out of the room right now which <laughs> he's not <laughs> but how, how has how has Earl influenced you like the elders in that company what has changed now for you as a really young man still kind of really getting its feet wet second job in mm. produce you love it but what is it what's the energy there that you feel that is the most inspiring that's holding you
3: yeah I I think it's the way they carry, they carry themselves, um, throughout the day, just the little things they do, um, seeing Earl come down and look at the produce or some of the other guys and seeing how excited they are Mm -hmm. to see some, some, you know, leaf greens, you know, I've never seen so people so stoked on produce before and especially organic produce. And it's, it was inspiring to me and. And it's, it's part of everyone's lifestyle. And that's the difference, I think. Mm.
0: Yeah, especially as a as a man, I can relate to what you're saying. Because there's a loss of intimacy that I feel that we have in this culture where you don't get excited. You, you get excited when your football team wins. You don't get excited about heirloom tomatoes. And somehow there's something about the food movement where you get to do that again. You can look at s- acorn squash and you can flip out about it and that's okay there's only a few places where you can do that i think it's military and it's agriculture and maybe sports where you know you can get excited about one another and the excitement about that everyone shares around that there's somehow a camaraderie in this case around vegetables that is really kind of unheard of it's our language it's our
2: right yeah earl i wanted to remind carson that when uh, you first came, and we interviewed, and you <laughs> said you wanted to be a, a, a salesman. And I said, uh, well, I, I'm not sure you could be a salesperson, but I could make you a produce guy. And I, I, for me, I, I saw some, some light go on in his eyes, and uh, he went for that. I think that's what you Totally,
3: don't. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, and I think that that's really clear in this description you've given about, like, I've never seen people get so excited about leafy greens. And Earl, legitimately, you are as excited about leafy greens as the day you opened that box from John Gibbons and saw the butter lettuce. Yeah. And it's interesting, Carson, as you were telling the story, Ethan is sitting over here cracking up. And I have to wonder if it's because you had this exact same <laughs> moment yourself when you started at Earl's, which was many years back now at this point.
4: Oh, absolutely. Um, Thank you for having me. Um, Earl and I have known each other for uh, about 20 years now. And um, the day that we met, I was actually running late driving truck for a local natural food retailer. And, um, you know, what, what Carson describes about getting excited about produce, the company was a lot smaller then. However, here comes this guy who i don't know anything about and i'm running late i'm literally not looking at any boxes you know i'm throwing it on the truck and this man wants to have a conversation with me um so of course that started the relationship and you know worked for eight years and learned quite a bit of stuff about produce and just got really turned on to it and it really is infectious i mean that's kind of a big part of the culture of what we're about i mean that we're feeding people and our growers are our rock stars so Mm -hmm. every box that comes through the door tells a story Mm. and when you see a really good story when you open up that box blows blows your socks off it's an amazing experience
0: early i want to ask you quick the distinction between when carson said i you know i want to be a salesperson you said i'm going to make you a produce guy you don't i know you you don't differentiate between what position he or she might achieve in your company, they need to start with that passion for produce first and then the sky's the limit, right? Absolutely. That's what you
2: were trying to say. Yeah, exactly. Uh, That's what I look for. I look for that connection. Uh, And I realize, you know, coming for work, uh, people are nervous, they got their own idea of of talking to an owner of a company and all these things are going on. And so we filter through that. And and at some point you look for that passion. Is this something you know, first are are they aware of that? And maybe, maybe somehow you find it even without knowing about it. Uh, And some people it's real obvious with Carson. It was Uh, with Ethan. It was when I approached him 20 years ago on the dock, a young guy (laughs) Uh, and some people it's very, very obvious and others. You, you know you make your choices and, and you swing with them
1: you know this reminds me of the story of susan simmits who's your marketing <laughs> that's, manager that's right. similar story wanted to work for earls showed up had a preliminary interview with you and i can't remember if it was her first or her second time where she brought you like
2: the second time the
1: second time she knew your favorite pr- piece of produce was peaches we all know this everybody knows this <laughs> and she brought you peach cobbler, co- cobbler. that's yeah. what it was and not
2: right? that from a grower that she knew that i would know al mm. Crushane, frog no, hollow and he. it was just name dropping all over the place and it was a And it was an excellent crisp. (laughs) So, you know, that was... You had me at the crisp.
1: Well, and you know, it's interesting, Ethan, when you were telling your story about how it is infectious we had you on for a segment of What's in Season I think a couple years ago no 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 really recently it was just this a few months ago it was during artichoke season because Earl said this is uh, Earl you've been doing it with us for years Mm -hmm. so when we come back to topics that we visit seasonally you say you know what I want to bring one of my guys on to talk about this or one of my gals on you know we've had Christy come and talk about all of her favorite things too and We were all blown away. We're like, man, we could listen to Ethan talk about artichokes for an hour. (laughs) It was just your enthusiasm for it came through as well. So there's this translation that's happening along the entire spectrum.
0: Well, it sounds like the infectiousness of Earl's love for produce caught both of you. You, Ethan, 20 years ago. Carson, you six months ago. But it is that. It starts with that passion. You either have that or you get infected by it or you don't. Right? Is that
4: right, Ethan? Oh, absolutely. I mean, we're drawn it's to the what foundation we like. of your mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. And if you're naturally drawn to it, and then you have good examples of what it's about, then you know, like a moth to a flame, you're going to be attracted to it, and you're going to learn from it.
0: Yeah. And you are now the national sales manager. What What does that mean? How many How many um, individual accounts are you working with at this point?
4: Well, the national sales manager position. Um, is really geared towards arranging um, sales off the farm for growers that we work as a grower agent for so you know while Earl's will buy quite a bit of the produce ourselves and sell it to our local Uh, customer base, there'll also be a surplus and that needs to be distributed nationally. So that particular position services our grower partners in helping them sell and promote their label throughout the national space. So right now, for instance, we're working with a um, Salinas grower with asparagus is coming on and quite a bit of that produce is being sold on the national level. Gotcha.
1: This is another example of Earl's leadership because we talk so much about you're the quality control manager, these beautiful... Produce items are coming into your store, you're keeping them fresh, or into your warehouse, you're keeping them fresh, you're sending them out to other stores. But you develop, you cultivate relationships with growers so that they can have vitality and livelihood on their farm, despite what is ultimately a changing market, dependent on weather, depending on what people are buying at that time. But you are really, it's not just about getting the produce from point A to point B, but really making point A, the farmer and the grower, as abundant as possible like
0: you're a broker partner of ev- on every level it sounds like
2: exactly and 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 uh, it's really about the team that we have you know and that that's robert that's jackie that's ethan that's anthony that's christy that these individuals are buyers and sellers and they've cultivated these relationships so they've had the freedom and the self-initiative to do that and it, and they continue to do it because it's rewarding uh, and they have fun doing it and one of the things I say to everybody I interview is that you got to have fun here because I have fun mm-hmm. so your job is to have fun and I can't make you have fun so let's find out if you you can have fun here <laughs> that's, that's really <laughs> the deal and because if we've all worked in places where you're not having fun and, and it is now that's work if you have fun you're not working another day in your life Mm. We do want to f- talk about the future, and we do want to talk about all the other initiatives that we touched on last
0: week. Right? We had your sustainability manager on the show, actually. But right. I do want to um, talk about EcoFarm. Just a couple months back, uh, Carson, did you go to that? Did you did you actually yeah. attend EcoFarm?
3: Was that your first time? It was my first time. And it was
0: so. EcoFarm is um, national, if not international, gathering of you know nearly two thousand people for four days every third week in January for 34 years 33 34 yeah, years when it's policy
1: least. makers farmers yeah, certifiers teachers, growers, growers distributors i mean every everybody who's at some food, point of the right. exactly of the food yeah, chain yeah
0: legislators uh, government officials really everyone comes together nonprofits apprentices everyone comes together and it's a four day greet and meet think tank gathering of that entire basis of the food movement really an amazingly inspiring to me life-changing when I first walked into that area and I didn't know anyone like within hours I felt like this is what shapes the culture of this country that was that tremendous for me 20 years back but First time for you. Can you do you recall how that was for you to be part of that? <laughs> oh, uh, absolutely! With <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's just great. <laughs> okay, we're going to a break No, <laughs> Talk about uh, that. What I mean, that?
3: first of all, the setting when you get there, the Asilomar is beautiful. It's it's amazing. Trees, the beach is right there, Monterey. and um, yeah, Monterey. And uh, yeah, we got there a little later in the day. Um, so we started off with a seminar, and it was a pharmacology seminar, I remember. And it was a really good um, start to my EcoFarm experience because uh, Daphne Miller, I believe, was a speaker, and she talked about basically how everything needs needs to be around the farm and how organic produce and medicine and all our mm-hmm. entire lifestyle, ba- basically just talking about the full scope of the organic movement. And um, from there on, it was just good vibes all around the entire weekend. Everyone was super friendly, lots of young people, which I was very surprised about and happy to see. And um, really, you could just go up to anyone and start having a conversation about what they do or what they're about or what brought them there. And it was it was inspiring, to say the least. Very, very awesome experience.
0: Ethan, did you go too? Uh, yes I did
4: how many years have you gone more than I can count (laughs) probably about 15 out of the last 20
0: how is that for you now to come to a place like this where you know, you, with all due respect, you're not the 20-year-old anymore that you once were walking into Earl's. And that, that's harsh. I uh, No, what true. You, this is Honest Radio. By the way, this is an organic conversation. I'm Hugo Helberg.
1: <laughs> I'm Ronnie Palomar. And we
0: are talking about legends of organic, the role of mentorship and leadership in the organic food movement with Earl Herrick, the founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce, and two people of his vastly expanding team carson evers and ethan Abendroth. actually Abendroth. it's the german name ethan for you having gone there so many times and seeing so many young people and what is changing in you for this like what what do you see how you're gonna carry that that notion of earls as a metaphor and and as a reality forward
4: into the future well you're absolutely right um I was sitting here listening to Carson um, tell his story, and I was just about your story. That was just about Carson's age when I went the first Mm -hmm. time. I totally got that. And so, you know, this last time going through, one thing that I really have noticed is that as the years have gone on, our pioneers have gotten grayer, and you know, the people such as myself who weren't pioneers are now starting to get gray and there really is a brand new breed of young folks, Carson's age, middle 30s, who are really coming on and carrying this thing to the next level. Um, as our you know food vocabulary becomes more sophisticated, people want to know where it's coming from and the good foundations that, you know, were started in the early 70s are now really being carried on by a whole new couple generations of different thinkers. So for me, it was really neat to walk around the place, um, having some experience under my belt, going from that wide-eyed, wow, what's this all about, to being able to walk through as one of those quote-unquote mentors and still Mm -hmm. being present enough to say there is so much for me to be a student (laughs) about right here so it's that whole dual space of feeling really confident and secure that there's something to offer and then at the same time being confident secure that there's something else being offered to you Mm -hmm. and so for me to be able to see that um, and practice that and participate in that on both sides of the coin that was really an eye-opening experience for me this last time uh, we've got some great young folks that are really coming through. We've got a lot of people from um, different parts of our uh, company, you know, the accounting department that's really, you know, involved in what we do. So. And you
0: are touching on an important point. Out of the 2 million farmers we have in this country, 1 million will retire within the next 10 years. We are losing half of our agricultural base and that's a lot of farmers to replace, and most likely they will not come from conventional farms, uh, but from small-scale organic farms. So there's a lot of infrastructure that we still need to build in order to compensate for a million family farmers that are retiring Sita. Uh,
1: Earl, what's it like for you to hear this feedback from these two young men who, you know, you've been instrumental in their career?
2: Hmm. Life. Uh, uh, well, uh, it's different, uh, each one individually, because I've known Ethan for so long, and we've had uh, lots of experiences. Uh, and with Carson, to see this guy who, uh, for me, he chose early to be in, in this career, and uh, that's powerful. Just for me to reflect on that. Mm. Uh, I mean, I started the Earls when I was forty, and here's these twenty, this, these guys, these gals coming right out of college, knowing or having a pretty darn good idea. So it's en- it's enriching, it's joyous, and it's confirming, and uh, I, I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. I, I coming to work and and seeing. That we all know we have challenges every day and that's what we're about uh, uh, creating solutions and they're they're from the most mundane to you know semi sophisticated. sophisticated marketing ideas and we're all doing the same thing we're we're solving those little things and we have a, a great task and a little task and and at any time we can walk over and take a look at something that totally inspires us and there's so much to acknowledge each other for so I'm in a pretty good place. <laughs> <laughs> With yeah. that said though, that place is always changing
0: absolutely and when it when the question of future comes to you. What how do you see this? Yeah legend to continue what's the most important thing for you for mm-hmm. EARL's Organic and for this movement that you yeah. see I mean you started for example a bunch of green initiatives to make EARL as a business more even even more committed or more mm-hmm. present to you know from energy to zero waste to yeah. it's amazing 40% energy reduction so, yeah. that we heard um, even though cooling is one you're in the business of cooling in yeah. a way right you're <laughs> not in the business of produce yeah.
2: so, uh, well, so uh, yeah how do you well the, the that's a great example right there that has an incredible amount to do with that individual cat herself getting that that she had an opportunity to put in place share ideas and for me I was it was a perfect moment of this is exactly what I've been thinking about you were able to put it in words and now I got a partner that will do this so not unlike national sales we have individuals that are totally handling that that's what she did she developed this program and and now more and more of the company is behind it 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 was really about uh thinking for years or no well for years i've been recycling i've been eating organic i'm living that sort of conscious Mm -hmm. uh consumer life and but as a company, we weren't doing that. We weren't necessarily recycling. We weren't doing a lot of the things that came natural to me. And and so the timing, so the last couple of years, I'm going, well, how do we initiate this? Why aren't we doing this? How odd, cat, cat shows up and bingo, there's a solution. So I think for me, that's a lot of how I see things operate. Uh, they, they come when they're needed, but there's also this in, incredible uh, a dynamic of making the choice and being part of the of making it happen i don't know exactly how that works but words of wisdom for the future, with uh, just a keep few on, minutes well, left, but the, what is for yeah, you the next? Well, will continue to do the right yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. To me, the, the right thing is so obvious here. There's so much that can be gray that's <laughs> going on in our life, uh, or, or, or it's so easy to see so many sides. To me, uh, eating clean food is such the obvious thing to do, and to com- and now it's just about how to how, what are the different ways that we can ensure that, that going forward. And uh, California, of course, has unique issues with drought and uh, the, the loss of uh, good soil, the high, high salt content, so many things. But they're all appropriate, I think, for us to deal with at this time. Ethan, how about
0: for you? Looking forward to the next 10 years, what's your role of leadership? How, do, how will you what's your job to carry this forward?
4: I think that you know, just continuing along with the foundation of showing younger people, you know, that this really is an exciting, type of industry to be in, you know, know, illustrate and demonstrate that each box tells a story and the story represents a farmer and their story. And just to keep that passion alive, I mean, this is just an incredibly exciting thing to do and we do it with a lot of integrity. And I think ultimately that's what's going to carry the day, maintaining the integrity and the passion and the willingness to share. I mean, I've had a lot of great people share with me. So may as well pass that along because. <laughs>
0: Carson, of course, youth lasts as the most forward looking in terms of time span. Like how, how old are you? Can I ask?
3: Uh, 24. <laughs> 24. I okay. think about it. So you
0: have uh, 50, 60 years of career ahead of yourself. What is the most exciting thing when you think about the next 10, 20 years for you?
3: It's everything. I mean, I'm just going to be keep trying to be as wide-eyed as possible for as long as I can. And um, this has already blown my mind with how awesome the organic culture and community is. And I, I, I just gotta keep learning. And I really don't know what what's in store in the next 20 or 30 years. I have no idea, but my gut has taken me this far. So I think I'm just gonna keep <laughs> chugging along, <laughs> as we would say, like a locomotive. Like
1: a locomotive. Yeah. <laughs> I. I think that's just perfect. I think that this represents the exact cross-section of what generations are contributing. And I am tremendously grateful for the role that all of you have in this. Because one thing that it is easy to forget or take for granted every single time I eat a meal is that somebody and not me got this food from Mother Earth to my plate. And yep. I don't think you guys ever lose sight of that because you never stop loving it. Yeah, that Thank was
0: exactly you. my take to you that. if That's all, all this entire hour, the excitement, right? The, the, the honesty, the commitment, the questioning, the doing it better, all of that, you get for, what, 40 cents more on a bunch of broccoli, organic versus non-organic, because I don't think you I've ever seen that kind of excitement and feel for life in non-organic production. The organic movement, on the other hand, is totally alive. And for that little price increase, that's all those stories you get, all this excitement, all the passion. That's a bargain. That's a total deal. Stories <laughs> Lucky in us. every
1: box, just like Ethan said.
2: Yes, yes. story in my. and it's and it's absolutely that's the value of, of food. And uh, more and more, you get to see that that is the true value. It does cost a little more, and there's there's a whole lot there. Lot there.
1: A whole lot there. Yes, as I said
0: in the beginning, movements are formed by a handful of people starting something that is so true that we can't look away when we see it. And sometimes that's head of lettuce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was an organic conversation in this hour. Thank you so much, gentlemen, for coming in. Carson Evers, Ethan Abendroth, and of course, Earl Herrick, founder and owner of Earl's Organic Produce. Carson is the produce selector, and Ethan is the national sales manager. Pleasure to have you. Thank you very much. Thank you.
1: Come back soon, gentlemen.
0: And that was an organic conversation, Legends of Organic, the role of mentorship in our series, multi-part series, in which we are honoring those early beginnings of the organic food movement that we are now building upon. I'm Helga Helberg. I'm Ronnie Palomar. And we'll be back with another episode soon. See you then. Take care.
1: An Organic Conversation is a proud production of the Organic Media Network. Associate Producer, Kristen Ponger.
0: This show would not be possible without the ongoing support from our listeners. Whether it's a dollar a month or a one-time donation, please consider becoming a patron of An Organic Conversation. For more information on how to support this program, please visit patreon.com. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com forward slash An Organic Conversation. Thank you for your contribution.
1: An organic conversation is made possible through listeners like you and the fantastic support of our underwriters. Earl's Organic Produce, a national distributor providing certified organic fruits and vegetables for your store, home, or business since 1988. The website is earlsorganic.com.
0: And also Fry Vineyards, America's first certified organic winery, producing organic and certified biodynamic wine. For more information, frywine.com. That's F-R-E-Y-W-I-N-E dot
1: Thank you as well to Bowman College, focused on holistic nutrition and culinary arts for over 20 years. Bowman College offers professional training programs that prepare individuals for careers as nutrition consultants and natural chefs. Their website is bowmancollege.org. That's B-A-U-M-A-N college
0: if you missed parts of this show or for any other episode, go to iTunes or anorganicconversation.com.
1: And for more information, health tips, recipes, and your daily dose of inspiration, please follow us on facebook.com forward slash anorganicconversation.
0: We are your hosts, Helga Helbert
1: And Citarani Palomar.
0: And we'll be back right here, same place, same time, next week. See you then.
1: Bye.